the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Pastor Joe Sutton from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. You're listening to Isaiah 61, uh, our radio broadcast. And today, as I I promised you, I promised you a delightful treat this week. So I have uh, three young, aspiring leaders sitting across from me. Uh, I have uh, Ayana. Uh, what what is your name last name? Ayana James Lubeck. James Lubeck. Okay, I I don't know because I get that mixed up when I write checks and stuff. You and never stuff. say it right. I never <laughs> say it right. <laughs> I like to name you something else anyway. Then I have uh, have Rashad Cohen. Cohen. Yes, sir. Cohen. Rashad Cohen. Cohen. And then I have uh, Jonay Sutton, uh, my daughter, who led me the wrong way today. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> you know, we just go right. You led me the wrong way, right? No. No. See, I'm trying. I'm trying to teach you a corporate America. When the boss says. You messed up. You just say yes. You take the blame for the boss, but she won't take the blame for the boss, man. She won't. She won't take the blame for the boss. She just won't. Just gonna let, leave me out there. So then, when she get fired, she's she gonna wonder why she ain't got no what job done because she wouldn't take. She don't understand corporate. I'm trying to teach her corporate. You know what I mean? To go in there. So we we're gonna talk today about these these, these young people will be working uh, with us this summer in our 3D program uh, as we we reach out to to uh, kids in our in our neighborhood and 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 whoever else God brings along for us to work with this summer. And, uh, you know, two of them have been in the program uh, most of their whole life. Uh, Rashad is, is, is new. Uh, he's coming in. And, and I'm going to let them share a little bit of their background, uh, you know, just where they're from, uh, what their, their majors. Well, well, we got well, one that graduated. Hallelujah. Praise, whoa, whoa. praise the Lord. Somebody, <laughs> somebody say miracles don't happen no more. Dispensationalists unite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And two are still in school. So we're going to start with the graduate. We're going to start with Ayana. Ayana, just tell us, tell us about yourself, your school you went to, your major, you know, uh, and just just, just fill us in. Um, yeah, I'm Ayana. I go by Yaya. Um, Yaya. I, <laughs> I went to St. Cloud State University. I just graduated with my undergrad um, in sociology, minor in women's studies. Um, born and raised in Northside my whole life. Um, been raised in this church my whole life, being near, but... Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. That's it? That's, that's it? How was, how was St. Cloud? How was the experience? St. Cloud, the, 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 the atmosphere. The experience is varied, <laughs> um, to say the least. You know, there is... It's a small town, you know, and with a college that has some progressive tendencies. So there's a clash with the community, and, um, the community's young community that's upcoming, that's progressive and very traditional um, community that surrounds it. So that 
pose some issues, especially when it comes to racial dynamics or um, LGBTQ issues as their safe spaces on campus and not in the community. And even with the um, Somali population, it becomes an issue. But um, you work through it, you know. Got to. <laughs> you find a way to survive and a way to be healthy and a way to thrive in the midst of it. Okay. All right. Rashad? Good afternoon, beautiful people. My name is Rashad Cohen. <laughs> I attend uh, South Carolina State University. I love my HBCU. For you guys that do not know, that's a historically black college university. Um, it always beats my college in football. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And uh, I have a little different story um, than Yaya. Uh, I, I did attend South Carolina State my first year, my freshman year. But uh, I had to transfer. St. Cloud State University, yeah. correct. <laughs> I, had to, I had to transfer and get out of there. I knew um, there's more out there for me than just St. Cloud. And, you know, nothing's, I'm not saying nothing's wrong with St. Cloud, but, you know, for me personally, uh, I knew I needed to do a lot of growing, and I wasn't going to be able to do that at St. Cloud. And so my best friend, Tobias Jones, uh, he um, first went down to South Carolina State, and so I transferred after my first year. And there's a life-changing experience just being around my people and uh, just embracing the culture. That's the biggest thing that I love the most is just finding myself and being surrounded by positive black people. Um, I grew up in Minnetonka, predominantly white community. And so I grew up with like, you know, a lot of identity problems. I didn't know who I, I truly was. And so when I got down there, when I found myself, I, I found myself really pursuing my dream. I found what I'm passionate about, which is the youth and the community. And so it's a true blessing to be able to come back to Minnesota and inspire um, the young youth and let them know that there's a lot more out there than just small colleges in Minnesota. And what's your major? Elementary education, baby. Elementary education. That's All right, Miss Jonay, my daughter who doesn't understand corporate. Uh, okay. So my name is Jonah Sutton. I currently go to Florida A&M University. I'm a freshman and I'm majoring in biology, about to switch to pre-med. Okay. Um, I was born and raised in North Minneapolis, attended Spirit of the Lord, previously uh, MBIC. What else? That's it? Uh, that's it. So, so how has it been down there in, uh, in, in Florida compared to Minnesota? Hot. Yeah, hot. <laughs> Very different social wise, mm-hmm. dress wise, attitude wise, like it's just a completely different atmosphere. I noticed that your, your your mother talked about your outfit the other day. I had to remind your mother you was dressing conservative Floridian <laughs> is Minnesota Hoochie. I had to tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to remind her about that. <laughs> right. I said, that's Floridian she's dressed She's coming from the 90-degree place, and you look at her like she's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I had to remind her, and Lord knows how she dressed when she went to Florida and so we won't even talk about that, right? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So we, we, we all, we, 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 we go to college, we go to the next level. You know, we, we, we want to make, make an impact in, in what we're doing. Now, while you were in school, you know, while you were in school, uh, did, you, did you have an opportunity to uh, do anything in the community? Did you have an opportunity to volunteer? Did you have an opportunity to make some impact in somebody's life or anything like that? Did you, did you have opportunities like that in St. Cloud? Um, yeah, I like, I didn't necessarily, I went, I was in different clubs, of course. Um, 
like I was in the women's choir my first year there and we got to work with the women's shelter in the community and um really kind of, I I was in I'm in Big Brothers Big Sisters so I got a a mentor a little that I get, I get to hang out with sometimes um even though we don't necessarily go through the program anymore we still stay in contact she's super dope um yeah and just being on campus and working um through different things through multicultural student services you definitely get to work with the community but I also kind of like not necessarily going through the school, but just getting to know the black people that are in the community or just the people of color in the community in general. And, I don't know, creating those bonds. Because, you know, not everybody that you meet on campus is going to be the people that you need to know, you know. So I liked really um, being able to work, just be versatile, mm-hmm. just talk to people and, you know, speak to them, you know. And I live um, by a... Lake George, it's like a pond. Maybe <laughs> Lake, and there's always people out there, and it's good to talk, you know, and get to know people. And I don't know, I've worked a lot of different places, like outdoor endeavors, you know, and you got to do oh, yeah. the yeah. ropes course and um, climb up these high poles and almost <laughs> die, <laughs> you know. But it was it's a good experience, and you know, you get to work at the lake and you get to kayak and do all these different things, and you get to know your community in that way as well. Okay. Uh, me personally, definitely. Um, when I got down to South Carolina State, doors opened. God opened doors for me instantly, basically. Um, I was able to create a mentoring program for young boys. It's this charter school that we have on campus, Felton Labrador, uh, Laboratory School. And I had the opportunity to uh, create this mentoring program. I had that on my vision board. Um, I've always wanted to create a mentoring program for young, young, uh, young black boys. And it's about 40 young, uh, 40 young boys that I just love dearly, and we meet every Thursday. And it's, it's truly been a life-changing experience just to have them open up to me and you know tell, tell me that they love me and everything. And um, It's been a great experience. And also, um, I was able to speak to over 800 uh, young boys in South Carolina about two months ago. The Brothers Keeper Summit, I had a presentation about feeding your mind with positive things, you know, uh, when you... What you listen to consumes your life. And so I was able to preach to them about that, the importance of, you know, listening to the gospel and listening to positive music and not degrading our women and everything. And a lot of them came up to me afterwards and tell them uh, and told me, you know, how much they they took away from my, my message. And, you know, we exchanged numbers and now I'm mentoring them and everything. They call me just to check in. I call on them to check in. And so it's been it's been a great opportunity down there just to be able to pursue what I'm passionate about. So, Miss Freshman, <laughs> they let y'all do anything down there as freshmen? Yeah, y'all, you don't even probably know your way around the city yet, do you? I do. Um, the first year, I pretty much spent the time trying not to be someone who fell below and had like a one point something GPA in my first year. But I did do some like community service that didn't directly influence people, but like kind of indirectly. Like my work was indirectly influencing them, and I fed the homeless a couple times okay now we you, you we go to college you know we had these plans we had these aspirations you know i mean we get there and there's always you know one of the main things that, that people complain about is that disconnect that disconnect is that that uh you know all of a sudden sundays sundays is no longer go to church day sunday mm-hmm. is sleep in day recovery day. <laughs> right <laughs> and so therefore we we we, we don't tend to 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 join a local assembly, we don't. Mm-hmm. We tend not to 
to uh to to have any you know any any pastors sometimes we use excuses I can't find a church like the one I left or whatever it is like that so it, just open not taking it, you don't have to answer that. did 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 you find it easy to find a church home difficult to find a church home uh put yourself in there did you you stray away for a little while and had to come back you know what 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 was the MO in the life in St. Cloud has definitely been difficult to find a church home you know because I don't know, like, it's under, it's, when you're, when you're black and you're in school and, you know, you have a kind of intersectionality of uh, experiences that come along with it, being in a place that's so predominantly white, it's kind of hard to make a good connect, a good connect with a church that really understands what you're going through in school, you know, and that really speaks to your struggles on campus that mm-hmm. aren't necessarily associated with quote unquote Christianity, you know what I mean? Like and it's that's that's the way they frame it. They don't make those connections for you. You know what I mean? And you really struggle to be like, well if it's really hard to make fellowship with somebody who can't even understand where you're coming mm-hmm. from. They under, they don't understand your struggles, you know what I mean? And it it's isolating because you you want that community but you don't even you can't establish it because people can't understand and when you try to explain it's it's a touchy subject and it's Mm -hmm. offensive and it's it's hard that way you know and i can relate um being in st cloud for that year that's what i that's what i experienced um i lost i lost faith i definitely lost faith in god because i wasn't going to bible study wasn't you know going to church every sunday because there was just no church home that i you know that i was used to back in minneapolis and so when i you know went down to south carolina you can, uh, as you can imagine, there's the church on every block, and so you know, like my advisors, my teachers, they all invited me to church, and it was, just, it was very welcoming. And so, as soon as I got down there, you know, I got baptized, and it's just a great experience because they understand what you're going through. Unlike you know what she's speaking about at Saint Cloud, they they know they understand what you're going through with the whole college life, partying, and drinking. So the pastors, they always touch base on that. Make sure you don't lose sight in your faith. We understand what's going on at Saint, uh, South Carolina State in Claflin, but make sure you come here. This is your this is your church home, your church home. This is your family, and so that's what really got me excited when I got down there. And of course, you may lose faith at times. You know, you may lose sight of your vision um, due to you know partying, and you may get off track. But you have to get right back on track and make sure you read the Bible, go to church, and everything. There's always somewhere you can go and pray and whatnot yeah like my experience is different though mm-hmm. like i didn't feel like um like i lost faith i did faith I, if anything i felt like i grew in a way that i wasn't expecting to grow mm-hmm. like you know what i mean i wasn't expecting to be able to hold it down on my own and still maintain my own faith and still love god in the same way or even it really depend on him more for the things that i wasn't getting you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't get it from my community so i had to run a god in a different way that that wasn't there for me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and it, and I felt like it really forced you, excuse me, to grow as as a person. You know, it really makes you, you know, realize for yourself: it, are you rocking with him for real, or are, or is it just something that you do because this is what your parents told you to do? Johnny, Johnny, as we come up on the break <laughs> on this on nine eighty AM Isaiah sixty one radio show, you want to add anything before we come on the break? I mean, for a while I just didn't know who to go to, but I was just lucky enough to have a sister who's already down there, 
in a place that I wasn't familiar with. But then as I got to, like, branch out and meet new people, I found a different church home and was able to start going there. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. And uh, we're sitting here listening with these young leaders, and we're just talking about uh, their careers, their goals, their perils. And when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about uh, some of the problems that they see and how they feel that they've been called to solve those particular problems. Stay with us. Steady paycheck, your position, got you respect. Yeah, you waited and you made it and your head. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Recently, Barna Research ranked America's 100 most Bible-minded cities. Where did we rank? Only number 67. Our communities need a Christian voice. Our communities need a mission. It is our goal at AM980 The Mission to provide you with some of the best Bible teachers in the country, from Dr. John MacArthur on the West Coast to Alistair Begg out east, and everywhere in between, including our great local ministry. It's our mission to spread the good news of Jesus and strengthen the local church. We are AM980 The Mission, the Twin Cities Christian voice. Welcome to Isaiah 61. We're here with these three fantastic leaders, and uh, we're going to talk about a little application, as we always do. Uh, you know, you might be out there listening, and, you know, you could be a, a young person in college, just coming out of college. Or you could be the parent, and you're wondering, you have, you know, you set aside that money for that, your child to go to college, and you're wondering what's, what, what's going to happen. I just want to take make a recommendation to you before we get started. Uh, you know, I'm a part of an organization called Virtues, and, and what Virtues wants to do is it's a two-year college where you can, uh, you know, we go through Wardorf College and, and, uh, online, and it, so you can knock out your generals and get your AA degree. But we also, we at Virtues, you come in three days a week, and you work on, uh, you know, biblical Bible studies, biblical worldview, and uh, we do a career planning piece, you know, where you, you get in there and we test you, we search you, and help you figure out what it is. Because a lot of times we go to school and we don't even know what we want to be. You know, we change our major five, six times. <laughs> you know, we, we go wind around going in there. And uh, God's people should be about purpose. God's people should be direct. And uh, and, and we're, we're helping you do that. And our thing is we want to bring college education back to the local church. We're tired of our kids going off and falling off. And so we have two campuses, one in Brooklyn Center, and we have one in Coon Rapids uh, where you can go and then uh, at our church, Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, we'll be opening up a campus in the fall of 2017. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll be there. So instead, as opposed to going to junior college or something like that, you can just knock out your generals, get rooted in your Christian faith. You know, also, there'll be internships through Christian businesses. And uh, we just want to raise up a generation of young people that are, that are like Daniel, right? They're, they're, they're excellent in everything, and you know, especially in serving the Lord. All right, so now my question is this. There are problems in the world. 
right? Mm-hmm. There are problems mm-hmm. in the world, the things that are out there that need to be done, solved. So in in light of what you've decided to pursue as your studies, you know, uh, what are some problems that you see out there and how can what you're, you're studying in or what you're called to do uh, help uh, solve those problems? Um, well, with my major being sociology, you really kind of um, take a firsthand look at a lot of those issues. And I feel like... Um, like, even MLK was a sociology major, you know. And um, I think it brings a, a interesting perspective on things, you know what I mean, because you have a real, like, um, like a theoretical view of what's going on. I would like to address these things within the church because it's, um, I feel like a lot of the times from my experience, and I can't speak for all, but um, there's a real disconnect with the church and dealing with mm-hmm. social issues, you know what I mean, like, no, I don't feel like that Christianity or religion is there just to be a feel-good factor right. for people when they're going through hard times, but to really be a motivation for um, that speak to those issues as a way to as a guiding principle to deal with these issues like like racism, sexism, you know, and you know the isms, you know that that come along and and how to deal with these issues ethically. I don't know. I would like. I would really like to see. People want to talk, have conversations about these things, you know, because I find that there's a lot of um, hush, hush, Mm -hmm. like pushing it down. You know, we don't necessarily want to address this right now because we don't want to step on anybody's toes. And instead of calling, you know, calling people out, calling people up to be more responsible, calling people up to, you know, take responsibility for their actions, but to hold others accountable as well. You know, I don't know. That's what I would like to see. Okay. Definitely for me, being a, a black educator in the elementary schools, um, I view, I see it as I need to step up so these kids can look up to me because a lot of these kids, they don't have fathers. I didn't have a father growing up. Um, I had to deal with that all my life, and it was hard for me to accept, but I finally accepted it. I'm, I'm unashamed to say, you know, my father was a, a crack addict, and I had to deal with that. And so a lot of these kids, they now... They go to, you know, smoking weed and drinking and all that. And my goal, this is what it, my calling is, is to let them know that you don't have to go that down that, you know, that, the wrong path. And the biggest thing for me is just be that leader. I always tell my kids, you know, if not me, then who? Who's going to step up to lead these kids? I can't, you know, be worried about what this man is doing. I have to trust in God that, you know, these people will follow me for, you know, my, my right actions. And so I'm I'm excited to get into the classroom, not, not only to teach, but, you know, be a father figure, a role model for these kids and touch lives. I'm very passionate about these kids, you know. I always get emotional when I speak to kids because <laughs> it's coming from the heart. It's genuine, you know. Yeah. So. Well, going in to be a doctor, specifically a medical examiner, forensic pathologist. Um, and what do those people do? They examined dead bodies to see how oh. they died. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure that everybody listening can understand that, you know, you know, we got, we got the sociological, we got the elementary, and then we got the post, whatever. Right? Post-mortem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, the thing I want to do is pretty much just determine if people die to bring help bring closure, but also to, by knowing the different causes of death and finding different ways, to just be able to, like, study and find different causes of death and be able to bring awareness to um, families and just the community and stuff like that. So in, in, in light of it, it, in what you 
plan on doing as we we wrap up this segment, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, continue this next week. We're gonna do uh, follow up with this group, but just in light of the, does does the Twin City area play a role in what you feel uh, you're called to do? Mimi, will you will you will you come back here? Do you see yourself being here, or do you see yourself going someplace else? I don't really see myself here, um, mostly because of it is so urban. Um, even if it's not Minnesota per se, I see myself in urban areas because this is where my heart is. This is my background, and this is where you know I see the most hurting people, the people in poverty, the people that need that raise of consciousness to understand the issues that they go through. So, I would definitely this is where I this is home for me. Uh, me personally. I've always, when I left Minnesota, I was like, I'm not coming back here. I always wanted to, you know, stay in South Carolina, Atlanta, that area. But after coming here, you know, for the summer, um, it may be my calling to, you know, stay here and impact these kids. This is my home. And so definitely may come back here. Johnny, we know we won't see you for about 11 years. <laughs> and that's what doctors do. So we ain't going to worry. We ain't going to worry about that. When you listen to Isaiah 61, uh, the radio ministry, Spirit of the Lord Church, I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. And I have here today is... Ayana James Black. Rashad Cohen. Jonah Sutton. Yeah, stay tuned and we'll see you next week. God bless. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.